Hey, Serve Skill Soar family. Today's episode is all about what's your scaling path. As one on one service providers, I really feel like we have so many options when it comes to scaling, whether that's raising your prices, get a premium service, adding intensives, maybe growing a team, or creating a digital product. And today we're going to break down the most common four and go over which ones, the pros, the cons, which one may or may not be right for you. And by the end of this episode, you'll have a clear path on which one for you to pursue based on your goals, not what everyone is telling you to do from a marketing angle. So if you're ready to find your scaling path, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Y'all, welcome back. My name is Brandy Mouth. If this is your first time listening to the Surf Scale Soar podcast, oh man, my friend, I am so glad you're here. And I have a feeling we're going to be really good friends soon. So thanks for tuning in. If you are one of our returning listeners, I'm always so grateful to pop into your earbuds or while you're washing the dishes, watching the kids, and just being able to spend this time with you with actionable steps. And that's what we're talking about today is actionable steps that you can take to scale your business with your lifestyle, your goals in mind. This isn't a blanket approach. It's so individualized. And I want to go over the pros and cons of different scale methods in today's episode. So you can find out which one's really right for you. So when I hear service providers inside of Serve Scale Store, my membership, we talk about there's four things in part of our business. And one is packages and pricing. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast. Systems. Once again, we talk a lot about that. Marketing. And these are the three foundational pieces, really. And once you've really nailed these, then it's time to elevate your service or your brand. And what does that look like for us? And there's several different scale methods that we can use in order to scale our business. And not one thing is going to be right for everyone. Some people incorporate two. Some people incorporate one. Some people incorporate them all into their business, hopefully not all at the same time, but over the time of their one-on-one service provider business. And so I wanted to break down which one's right for you because it's Sometimes I feel like we see all this marketing and it's like, this is the best course of action. This is the best one. This is the best one. This is the fastest one. This is the one that works right now and how everything is going. They'll all work, but will they all work for you? No, because we all have different goals. We all have different definitions of success. And so it's really important to like cut the chatter, cut the marketing, cut the ads out and really determine like, what do you want? What is your success look like? And what is the method of scaling you can apply to your business. So I'm going to talk about four main ways that I see online one-on-one service providers scale. Now, like I said, there's so many different ways you can scale, but these are the four main ones that I see. And then I'm going to add a fifth one. It's like a bonus one that can add you some extra income without adding a ton of effort. And so 
I don't see enough service providers doing it, but it's definitely something I added to my business and it made a big difference for a long time and it still does. So that's the fifth bonus one that I'm going to tell you at the end. The first one is one that I'm a big, big fan of. This is what I did. This is the one that I think makes the biggest impact in your one-on-one service provider business the fastest, and that's to create a premium service. So taking what you're already doing and making it more premium. So what does that look like? This can look different for what stage you're at in your business. Some of you may be VA status where you're doing all the things for everyone and you're not really specialized in anything. And the first thing I would say is it's actually not time for you to elevate your services yet, but we need to go back to the package pricing. So that would be your step is to get on packages. But then if you're already on packages, let's say you're a social media manager and you're doing all organic social and you're just posting and creating graphics and, you know, clients will pay for a certain level of that. But then maybe offering the premium service is adding ads services to your services. So learning ads, or maybe it's to get in if you love to do videos or reels, maybe you start offering a premium service with short form video where you're helping them create and edit short form video. So then you're repurposing on on all the platforms. So like Instagram and Pinterest now has a thingy, I think, and YouTube shorts, TikTok, and you're able to use this and really help them grow their influence with short form video. That would help you stand out. Or maybe it's adding ads, which is what a lot of people do. This is what I did. The path I took is I went from offering organic social media to then offering paid social media. But we've had people on that stick with organic, but they also lean into offering more premium services where it's, I'm going to help you create short form video and things like that. Or maybe you're a copywriter and you're writing website copy and you're doing really good. But what if you started offering conversion copywriting for sales pages and launch emails and things like that where people are going to pay more of a premium than someone who's maybe just getting their website up and going that has a direct ROI? Or maybe you've been a executive assistant and you're ready to learn to be an OBM. Or maybe you've been doing a lot of strategy or marketing but now you wanna start doing consulting. And so there's always a way that we can add a premium service. And so for maybe you've been editing podcasts, but now you want to produce the whole podcast. So this is where it's now become premium because you handle the guest, you handle all of that for them. And so now it's a much more white glove service. And so right now, if you're sitting on a service and you feel like you've capped out on how much you can charge your clients, Now, you probably haven't, but if you're feeling like, yeah, Brandy, I'm like at the top of the market for my people and I'm like really capped out and I just don't think I can take my prices up anymore, then maybe it's time to offer a premium service. I do believe by learning a new skill, offering a premium service, it's the quickest jump that you can make in your revenue. And once you start positioning yourself as a premium service provider, you'll see your income rise. You can take on less clients, make more, and have a lot more free time and become more specialized. And the thing that happens when you become more specialized is things start to become templatized with your systems and everything. And so you can work a lot less. And so even from going as a Facebook ad manager that was serving everyone, I went from organic social, then started doing Facebook ads. So I already was charging more. 
And then from there, that's when I also, I then niched down to only launches. So then I got more specialized. I could charge more, became a premium. So I do believe that becoming a premium service provider is the quickest way to jump your revenue. Now, sometimes you need to learn a new skill. I do believe a lot of skills you can learn with some YouTube, some like little things here and there. But if you wanted to learn how to do like short form videos, there's so many videos to watch to know how to do that and how to edit those and things like that. But then there's some technical things like Facebook ads would be where like it's really hard just to Google that stuff and figure it out. Or another one is like, we've had Jennifer on the podcast and they do like the whole data studio dashboards and stuff. You can totally Google that stuff. But I do think that like, that's one of those services. It's so in depth. It's always changing. It may be a good idea. But then like Pinterest, there's so much free information out there on Pinterest on the skills. I don't necessarily think you have to run out and purchase a course. Now, if you want to do Pinterest ads, I do think there's a level of complexity that's not openly discussed out there. So Conversion copywriting is another one. Copywriting is one thing, but conversion copywriting is a totally different. I do believe that that's something where you want to go really hone in on that skill to make a difference. And so there's sometimes this level of learning, but here's what I know. You will learn so much quicker when you have a client and you're also learning at the same time. So do not wait to master or learn this skill before you start getting clients. Go out, find out if there is a skill like you need to learn. So let's just say it's Facebook ads. You come and say, Brandy, okay, I need to join conversions for clients. And I'm going to say, okay, great. Like if the doors are open, come join us and we'll get you in there. But one of the first things I tell people, do not wait till you finish this program. Get a client, work through the program as you're going through it. That way, one, The program's paid for because you just had a client that came in and now the program's paid for. And two, because you're going to learn by doing so much quicker than just consuming. It's just like a bike. You can read all day how to ride a bike, but until you actually get on the bike and start pedaling, none of that matters. And so what I always like to say is if you're going to take a program, say, okay, if it's a $2,000 program, I'm going to start off charging $1,000 a month. I need two clients for one month to pay for this. And that's going to be my goal that first or second month is to get that paid off. So then I can focus all on profit. So if you do have to take a program to start learning a premium skill, totally fine. But don't wait till you're done with the program. And also go on and start getting clients and make a goal to pay off the program early, even if you start with payment plans by using with the clients. That's what I did when I purchased a $3,000 ad course when I was just getting started. And from there, I was like, okay, I need three clients at $1,000. By my second month, I'd paid for the course in full. Everything after that was profit. And I made sure January, that first month, that I had a client that could pay for it. I did the same thing when I started my virtual assistant business. I paid $97 to get started. The program was a $1,000 program and I knew I needed to get clients to make the payments for the 97. So my goal was to get two clients and within those two clients, I was able to pay back my full investment of the program. So whenever you take a program and it's to elevate your services, the great thing about becoming a service provider or being a service provider is you can make cash fast. It's not like other things that we're going to talk about, but you can make cash fast. And so it's very quick and easy if you're laser focused on finding clients to make your investment back. So that's your first one. Premium service scaling by far my favorite. I think it's the easiest. I think it's the quickest path to cash. The second one is adding like an intensive VIP day, day rates, 
There's so many names for them now. Inside Surf Scale Soar, we've called them intensives for the longest time. And all of these have different nuances to them. But adding pretty much a short-term experience to something you're already offering. And so many people teach this different ways. We've had Jordan Gill on the podcast. We'll link up to that. She teaches VIP days so that you can only work like four days a month. And here's the thing. VIP days, if you, in that sense, where you're only going to work four days a month, a few things have to happen. You have to be willing to charge a premium, premium price. Two, you need to love marketing because if you're only working with a client one time, that means you're always looking for new clients or depending on referrals. And to me, if that's your only goal, you have to love marketing. You have to be willing to be a connector, a people person, have a circle of influence that you can tap into. And for a lot of you, this may not be the easiest thing. So here's how I like to address adding intensives or VIP days. And this is what I did in my business is I called them intensives. And what I use them for is for those people who are not ready to hire me for an ongoing project because trust issues, things like that, they weren't sure what they needed. We would do a two to three hour intensive and I would wow them with content to the point where they would get a result, but then I'd show them what it looks like to manage it on the back end and they would be like, oh my God, (laughs) we don't wanna do this. We're just gonna hire you. And so with that being said, it's a great way to get people who they don't think in their brain that they can afford you yet But then you get in and you wow their pants off. You show them what all this takes. And then by the end, you sell them into a retainer client. Because here's the thing, y'all. Retainer clients retain revenue. You have more consistent revenue when you have a contract and retainer clients than when you're bouncing around all the time, only relying on intensive clients. And so with that being said, I think that, like I said, this is not blanket statements. This is what we see the most of. I think that adding an intensive, a VIP day, day rates to your already existing retainer clients is a fabulous thing to do. And you can totally only offer intensive VIP days as long as that fits in with your revenue goals and you love to market because you're always gonna have to be finding new clients or have a really strong referral system or a really large network or you love to go to networking events. But for a lot of you, I know that's not the case. So VIP intensives are great to bring people into your world, build that know, like, and trust factor, add revenue, we call it add intensives for added revenue, and then put them into your retainer services. So then you can keep on going with that relationship. And so I think anytime you can add a quick experience for a client, it's a really great way to scale your business where maybe you have some of these VIP days, these intensives, but then you also have retainer clients on the back end. And there's so, so much power in that. And I think that it really is a great way to add to your already existing services. And so we even offer, me, I offer kind of VIP day kind of consulting in my business still. It's much more premium and it's for people. It's not advertised or anything like that, but it's for people who are at that next level in their business. And so I think that it's a great addition for added revenue, but also no, I don't think that it's the right step for everyone if you're going to get rid of your retainer clients as well. I'm a big fan of multiple streams of revenue, as y'all know. And I love for y'all to have retainer clients, maybe an intensive VIP day, day rates, and then also, you know, have both of those going and not only relying on one. I think that's really smart to have both in your ecosystem. Okay, so we've talked about VIP days. 
and intensives, we talked about adding a premium service. Now, the third one that we're going to talk about is the agency model. Y'all, this is not the model for me. (laughs) And some of you, this is 100% the model. Ashley Monk is a great example of this. She's been on the podcast. We'll link that up. And she has an amazing agency. And it has grown so well. Every business has things that come up. It's a learning lesson. And she loves her agency. And then we have our podcast manager, Steph, who I don't know if she would call it, maybe she calls it a boutique agency. I'm not really sure. And as she's listening to this, she's probably like, oh, but she has a small team and they're a small but mighty team. And it enables her to take on more clients while still having the lifestyle she wants and able to scale her business. But here's the thing, y'all. Just because you say like, oh, I want to have an agency doesn't mean you run out and hire a bunch of people. That's not the best strategy nine out of 10 times. And like so many people we've had, we had an episode with Julie and we'll make sure to link that up about hiring and who your first hire should be and things like that. And typically when we're just starting out hiring, we hire the wrong people. We hire for the wrong jobs. We think it's going to like solve all of our problems and nine out of 10 times it doesn't. So here's the deal. We really need to have a few things in place first. One, you need to have your foundation. So are you on packages and are your prices high enough? Because usually if you're hiring for like a subcontractor position, which is usually the agency model, then you're giving about 40 to 50% away. So let's say that you're charging clients $500 a month, that means you're paying them $250. One, will that person work for $250? And then the second, that means you're only taking $250 and that's before your expenses. So that's something to think about. We have to have high enough prices where it makes sense. So are you priced according to be able to bring on subcontractors? The next thing to have is systems. Whenever you bring in team members, you have to have systems to plug them into. You need SOPs. You need to have things already built out for them to be able to go into and you need to be able to train them. What is your training? Do you have the time to dedicate to training these new people? One of the quickest ways to lose people is not spending time in the first 90 days training them. So if that's not something that you want, maybe this isn't the best route. And then the third thing you need to have is a marketing plan. Do you have consistent leads and clients coming in every month? Because once you start bringing on subcontractors, employees, contracted work, you have to pay these people. And so you need to make sure you have a consistent flow of cash coming in before you start to do that. So instead of jumping maybe right into the agency model, what if you started small? What if you hired a VA just to help you with the things that were really bringing you down? And so we talk about this in one of the episodes about doing a time study. And what are those small tasks that you could get off your plate that would free up more of your time. And so this is usually maybe checking the inbox, maybe sending out proposals, maybe doing the little tasks like sending invoices if you're not already using systems. Maybe if like you're a Pinterest manager, you hire someone just to do all your clients graphics or something like that, but you're not paying them as a subcontractor, you're paying them as a contractor. And you start really small And then you add on from there. So like, I think Stephanie, and she's probably gonna be like, Brittany, why are you telling my story? (laughs) Stephanie started out with people just writing her show notes for her clients. And then she was checking them. And so what if we started small instead of jumping into this whole role of subcontractor and everything like that, and then you get your feet wet 
and you grow from there into an agency if that's what you want. And an agency can look like maybe it's you and a team of three, maybe it's you and a team of 10, maybe it's you and a team of 20, but you always have to start with that first hire. And you really want to make sure that you master bringing on the right people for the right jobs before you start hiring like five people at a time. So I'm not opposed to agency model. It's not the model I wanted for my business. That doesn't mean it's not the right model for everyone. But there are some things you want to make sure you have in place first before you run off and hire a bunch of people. Start small. Start with one person and see how that goes and then go from there. And if you hire one person and it goes south real quick, that doesn't mean never hire again. Hiring is something that takes skill. It takes time. And one of the biggest things I can say is just be available to give your people training before you jump into hiring a bunch of people. And don't let your first hire be the person that determines if you're ever going to hire again, because the chances are the first person is not going to be the best person, unless it's Janessa. Janessa was my first hire. She's still been with us. And now that's three years. But I hired her not for my one-on-one services, but I just hired her to take our YouTube videos and turn them into blog posts. That's what I hired her for, like something that, and now she runs pretty much the whole back end of our business. And so you can bring in people with the goal of them growing in your business as well. And she started out at $15 an hour. Now she makes a lot more than $15 an hour, but that's how she started out. And so you can start small to grow big. Okay, y'all, so we have talked about premium services, intensives, VIP days, adding a team, growing an agency. That's a scale path. And your fourth one, and then I'll get to your surprise fifth one. Your fourth one is adding some kind of leverage program, whether that is a course, a membership, group coaching, whatever it may be, a low ticket offer. And so here's what I have to say about this. These leverage programs, we see marketing all the time that it's a quick fix. You're going to make 100K in 90 days and I will never market that. Because the thing is, as service providers, we usually don't have an email list of people that are primed for whatever we want to create. So we're starting at essentially zero. And there's nothing wrong with that. I started at zero when we launched ServeScale Soar and it's turned out very, very well. But what a lot of people don't realize is one-on-one services is the fastest path to cash. I say that all the time. What one-to-many or a leverage program does is it sets you up for sustainable long-term growth that's a little bit more consistent depending, and it's that's not always true, but it sets you up for a second revenue stream that you can grow consistently over time. I don't think that anyone is, for the majority of people, this is not anyone because we did it very quickly, but for the majority of people that we see working with all different types of people and across like all different industries, taking all different courses, the majority of people do not grow to six figures with their course and membership in a year. Like that's just the plain simple truth. And for a lot of times, the first six months, you're going to spend more money than you're going to make. And so here's what I like to say. If your business right now is cash flow positive and you are, you know, you're paying yourself and everything and you're saving and you have money to invest in creating a course, a membership, I would say now's the time to do it. But you have to know that it will not support your lifestyle most likely for a little while unless you have already a really good audience built in, which some of you do, but the majority of you listening you're going to be starting your audience from scratch. And so you have to give it time. It's not going to be built a day. It's not going to be built in a month. It's not going to be built in six months, most likely. 
It's going to take time, but once you get it going, it's going to be able to give you sustainability long-term and more freedom and flexibility. So if you're looking for fast cash, this is not the one for you. I would go with premium service or a VIP or intensive because even hiring a team is not going to give you cash fast. That's something that is going to take time to get everyone in the swing, but it's still going to be quicker than adding a course or membership. But if you're looking for long-term growth strategies, this is it. So think about stocks or 401k. That's something that like you're not looking to cash in in the next three months. You're like thinking long-term strategy with those. That's kind of how this is. You're thinking about long-term strategy. What is going to set my business up so I can maintain it long-term? And so if that's where you are in your business, where you're not looking for fast cash, but you're looking for something that you can grow over time and that is sustainable long-term, I think that a leverage program is super great. And that's what we do in Beta to Biggie. We help people create that second revenue stream that's more sustainable long-term than only focusing on -on one-on-one services. And so it's not the best path for everyone where they are right now in their business, but it is great for a lot of people. So we went over the four, premium services, VIP intensives, agency model, or adding a team member, course creation or membership or group coaching. And then the fifth one that I told you I would share that not enough people are doing is affiliate marketing. This is something I added very early into my business was affiliate marketing. And so if you're not sure what affiliate marketing is, that's when we refer someone to a service, a program that we use, and we make money off of it. Now, it's usually small amounts, but it can add up really quickly. So three services that we promote that bring in a lot of cash flow income is we promote HoneyBooks, Dubsado, and Kajabi. Now, we have other ones like ClickUp, Searchy. I mean, we have a lot of them, but the three that bring us in the most is HoneyBook, Dubsado, and Kajabi. These three pay us a lot of money each and every single month. These are three programs we love. We know that our students love them. They need them. They're ones that I would always promote and use myself. And I only promote things that I would use myself, have used, or love. And this is definitely one of them. So software is probably my favorite thing to promote. It's easy. People need it. So when I was doing funnel builds, I was on the platform... ClickFunnels and then Kajabi, and I would use those. So even now, I haven't built a funnel on ClickFunnels for a client in three years, but ClickFunnels still pays me every single month $150 because they still use it. Like crazy, right? Kajabi pays me about $1,000 to $2,000 every single month. HoneyBook pays about $500 a month. And then Dubsado just recently started paying out their affiliates. And so we make a few thousand every single month just on promoting software. So if you were just promoting the software of what your clients are using, so another example is Stephanie, our podcast producer, we're switching our podcast to Buzzsprout from Libsyn. She sent me her link to sign up with Buzzsprout. That's an affiliate. That's incredible. If you use an email service provider and you help people with email marketing, you should be promoting Active Campaign or ConvertKit or whatever and using your affiliate link to sign them up. When I did Pinterest, I would use my affiliate link to sign clients up for Tailwind. So there's so many softwares you're probably using in your business that you could be signing up clients with, having a resource page on your website, having it in different places to promote. And it's things you love. 
Now, I love software because it's easy and also just like no one gets offended by software. It's just what it is. I love it about software. The second thing is promoting other people's programs or courses. I've made a lot of income. Like we did a tribe affiliate two years ago with Stu McLaren, and that's where I learned how to create ServeScale Store. And we did that and it brought in $25,000 in revenue. And I mean, I did a lot of work, but $25,000 in revenue for our business. Holy bananas. Like how freaking cool is that? So if there's a course, if there's a program that you've been to, you can ask the course creator, do you have an affiliate link? We have so many students who whenever we open the doors to conversions for clients, make so much money, like a few thousand off of just saying how much they love conversions for clients and promoting what they love. And so this is a way for you to add an extra income to your service-based business. I think we have a whole podcast on this. Hopefully we do. But this is something that I added from the very beginning of my services. Even then, when I was just getting started, it would bring in two to 500 to $1,000 per month and cover a lot of my overhead as an online service provider solely. And there's so much power in having that additional money. Also, another thing, I have a friend who her affiliate income is pure her fun money. (laughs) Her business does not need that money. She just uses it for her fun money. And that's what she goes shopping with and things like that. Not for her kids or anything, but her. That's like her fun money. So I love having little things set up like that. So that's definitely something you can add for additional revenue. And find out those courses, find out those programs who have made an impact and share them with your audience. And so y'all, those are our five tips for scaling. Four of them are your main ones, which were the add a premium service, add a grow an agency or a team, add VIP days or intensives to your offering, add a leverage program such as a course membership or group coaching. And then the fifth bonus one is get into affiliate marketing. So those are my scale paths for you. I would love for you to DM me at Brainy Mouse and tell me which scale path are you going to choose? Like really DM me. It's me and the DMs. I would love to chat with you and figure out what's the right scale path for you. And remember, you could do multiple ones, but start with one, get really good at that one, and then move on to the next one because your scaling is limitless, y'all. In the online space, you can constantly be evolving, constantly scaling, constantly growing, or just pivoting your offerings completely. So I cannot wait to hear from you. DM me at Brainy Mouse. Let me know what is your scale path. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time. 